Hello and welcome to the Heaven Bound Podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus and we are opening the Bible in search of fuel for your spiritual journey. This is where we talk about life the way it was meant to be and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in the 21st century. Wherever you are, thanks for joining us on the journey today. We are glad to have you with us today. This month, the month of April, is spring. Uh, Weather's getting warmer, people are outside more, they're cutting their yards, and for a lot of people, it brings the idea of spring cleaning. Going through those closets and getting rid of stuff that no longer fits, going through the kids' stuff and pitching things that just no longer is useful, and it's a big time just to kind of get rid of things. And we're using that idea to apply that spiritually. Because oftentimes in our hearts, there are things that just do not belong. And we need to have some good old-fashioned spring cleaning and get rid of some things. And so in our first episode, we talked about anger and how real that anger is. We live in an angry world. And as disciples, we need to just do some spring cleaning and get that anger out of our heart. Last time, we talked about the past. And the past can really hurt us in some ways. Some people cannot move on from the past. And that's something you just need to put in the box and put out to the curb and just get rid of. And the past is something, again, that is something that a lot of people hold on to. It's like holding on to those old high school clothes that no longer fit. Why you hold on for them, we don't know. And why we hold on to the past, sometimes we just need to let it go. Well, that takes us to our new lesson today. And we're going to talk about the subject of lying and how disciples need to be truthful in all that they do. And so another thing we need to clean out of our hearts is the subject and the issue of being dishonest or lying. Yeah, let's go back to Colossians chapter 3. I mean, to borrow from the spring cleaning analogy, we're going to be in Colossians 3 for today, and then our final part of this little series next Friday Roger, maybe a good way of tying this to the the theme is just to ask how the laundry's coming, because there are some things that we are told to take off and some things to put on. Let me begin reading in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1. Paul says, If then you have been raised with Christ... Seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these two, you once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Like we said, next Friday, we'll continue on in this next paragraph and talk about the things to put on, but it sure does seem like 
dishonesty in a variety of ways. Maybe we'll go back and look at some of these words. Dishonesty is at the heart of a lot of things that we as disciples of Jesus have got to put off. Yes, and and when you go back and capture verse 9 of what you read, he, he, he kind of gives us a couple explanations. Do not lie to one another. Now, he could just put a period there, and, and that's, that's sure. enough. Don't lie. Okay? That's what heaven says. But, but he has a sense. Do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices. The old self is what got us in trouble. The old self didn't work. The old self is what led to sin. And so... The old self has evil practices, and because we've laid that side, we did some spring cleaning, we got rid of that, crucified it, as Paul would say in the book of Galatians, then then part of that going with that is the dishonest tongue, the dishonest heart. Uh, in the Ephesian letter, he says it this way, in chapter 4, verse 25, Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we're all members of one another. Now, I can't have any statistics that really prove this, but, you know, when you think about our sins and you go back and think about what was one of the first things you ever did that was wrong, lying has to be right up there. I mean, it was one of the easiest things to do, and quite oftentimes the first person we lied to was our parents. You know, did you clean the room? Well, you said yes when you really didn't. And then it goes on to school. Did you do your homework? We said yes when the answer really was no. And then it just goes on and goes on and goes on. And, and lying is so easy. I mean, it's, it's, it's not hard like robbing the bank. I mean, I wouldn't know how to do that. I don't <laughs> want to know how to do that, you know. Uh, it's, it's just so easy to, to lie. And then it's so common. I mean, we're seeing right now in the political scenes, all these trials in Washington and it's involving people who have lied. And it just seems like this is just a way of life with people. And people don't think anything about it anymore. It's almost the acceptable sin. Well, it's not that way with God. And when we think about the subject of lying, you know, there, there's a lot of different forms and flavors it comes in. People have little tags they put on there. You know, that's just a little white lie, as if that's okay. Or I have fudged the truth, as if that's okay. Or it was half a truth. And half a truth means it's half a lie, because you got half and half. And that's not right either. We can lie on our resumes, uh, we can lie in a lot of different fashions. We, we taxes. It's on, April, right? <laughs> yeah, we can lie on our taxes. Uh, we we want to sell something on eBay, and and the pr- prospective buyer asks us a question, or we're going to sell a car, and we make it to be better than what it is. We, we tell a lie, you see, and so it's just ingrained within our human culture today. And what we're seeing here is we're cleaning out things. God wants us to clean that out and to be honest. Yeah, it strikes me. He says in verse 5, this is what is earthly in you. And, of course, he gives us a variety of different forms of that. Now, they all really do go back to either failing to honor God as God or 
just willfully deceiving ourselves and trying to deceive God in the process. Sexual immorality. Well, that's not really that big of a deal. We might believe in popular culture, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. At the heart of idolatry is a lie, right? That I can make a God in my own image, or I can serve a God of my choosing. Whatever we want to talk about in this paragraph, it it really is deception at its core, but he says this is what is earthly in you, and it's got to be put to death. Or in verse 7, you have been walking in these things. This is, you know, you brought up the idea of being a little kid. This is the world in which we live. This is the air that is all around us, very easy to accept and breathe and even share with others. But just because it is common, just because it may be socially or culturally acceptable, doesn't mean it's okay. And I know that because he warns in verse 6, on account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. You know, this is tornado season in a large part of the country. It won't be long before it is hurricane season along the East Coast. And those things to hear that a tornado or a hurricane is coming, that gets our attention, right? That can, if it's getting really close by, that can be a terrifying experience. That is absolutely nothing compared to the wrath of God. This is a big deal, which is why Roger says we've got to put these things to death. So why do you think it's so prevalent in our society? I mean, it's just, you know, you, you, you see the, the, TV shows, you see the movies, even commercials, just just illustrate people lying. It's like it's no big deal. It's just it's just you know it's just acceptable to lie, and it's almost like if you don't lie, you're not going to get ahead. And the only way to survive is to lie. That's just that's just how our culture has just been taught. And so, Jason, why do you think people lie? Yeah. Well, the big. Bible answer to that is because of the devil, right? And that is where Jesus took it in John chapter 8. He said of some of the people of his own generation, verse 44, you are of your father the devil and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. There have been lies ever since Genesis chapter 3. That is thousands and thousands of years ago, and that influence has spread. That father of lies is able to convince, I, I think you, you very accurately said earlier, all of us at some point in our lives to act like his children, right? To talk like he talks, to reason like he reasons, 
And we live in the backwash of his influence. I think that's the big Bible answer. What else, maybe as you zoom in a little, would you add to that? Well, I, I think more on a practical level, I, I think people lie to get out of trouble. Yeah. Um, you're driving down the road, you're not paying attention, the police car pulls you over, and immediately the first thing out of your mouth comes a lie. Well, yeah. you know, my kids are home, the house is on fire. <laughs> you know, my wife beside me is having the baby, even though she's 80 years old. I mean, it's just whatever. You, you just, you just, you, and what you do is you say something to get you out of trouble. Yeah. I don't want to be accountable. I don't want to be accountable. And what happens is sometimes it works. And because it works, this, this is, becomes a default mode. So somebody wants me to do something, I don't want to do it, I'll just say a lie. And I'll tell you a lie. And it gets a person out of trouble without realizing you're getting deeper in trouble with God. Because God does not want you to lie. God wants you to be honest with these things. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's because we're scared, right? We hear of different people in the scriptures who were just afraid. I, I was in John chapter 8 just a moment ago. In John chapter 9, we've got that amazing account of Jesus healing a man who was born blind and his parents are given the opportunity to tell the truth, to uh, give credit where credit is due. How in the world is your son seeing? And John just tells us in verse 22, his parents feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be the Christ, he was put out to be put out of the synagogue. Why did Peter, on the night of Jesus' betrayal, lie about not even knowing who Jesus was? He was afraid. So sometimes we don't want to be accountable. Sometimes in the moment we're afraid. I think another reason is sometimes we're just afraid to tell the truth. Okay. Um, your wife's out, and she spent three hours getting her hair done, and she comes in. She goes, honey, what do you think? And you're thinking she looks like the Bride of Frankenstein. So, but you can't Surely say Surely you're that. not speaking from personal experience. No, no, I'm not. Or, or she, tries a, she tries a new recipe, and what do you think? And you think, oh, this is terrible. But you don't want to hurt her feelings, so you lie. So you lie. And, I, and I, I've often wondered how many people on a Sunday morning walk out and say, I liked your sermon when really they were sleeping <laughs> or they, you know, they're, you know, and so sometimes we're afraid to tell the truth. And because of that, we say a lie. Oh, I love your hair. I love this. You know, especially if you say, I love this recipe, you're going to get it again <laughs> and you're going to get it again. And, and so those are some reasons why people lie. Now, now, the reasons may sound good. They may sound legitimate. I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. I'm afraid. Or I don't want to get in trouble. Those all seem like legitimate reasons to move over to the lie category. But God, throughout the scriptures, is telling us, do not lie. And so from Old Testament to New Testament, there's multiple examples in our Bible of different people who lied. And it's not something that got them a golden ticket from God. It never got them uh, in a great place with God, and it doesn't with us. And so we have to see when we're thinking about cleaning out some things, 
being honest and getting rid of the lying tongue, getting rid of that habit of lying is something we really have to work on very hard. All right. So to circle us back to Colossians chapter 3, I mean, we heard this is what is earthly in you, verse 7. You've been walking in these things. In verse 9, he describes this as the old self with its practices. We understand, all right, not one of us is immune to this, as you drew out. Maybe this is one of the earliest ways that we transgress, right? But the reason we have Colossians chapter 3 is there's good news, right? What is earthly in us can be put to death. Uh, Where we were walking doesn't have to be where we keep walking, right? Or the old self with its practices can be put off. And so, Roger, maybe in our last couple of minutes, some good news here. What would you say in the spirit of spring cleaning if this is something that has been tripping me up for quite a while? Well, you know, first of all, I think one of the gravest things about this is if we get in the habit of lying to each other, we'll lie to God. And we'll say things to God even though he knows the truth. And our relationship will not be as it should be because we have been deceiving ourselves. And we're we're hiding under this lie. And so to be honest, you know, that's where humility comes in. That's where it begins, by, by being humble. And so uh, you weren't paying attention, and the policeman pulls you over. And he asks you what you're doing. What what you do right away is you apologize and say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, there I, is the accountability. Yeah. And say, you know, I, I, I wasn't paying attention. I should have been. And, you know, uh, do what you have to do. And it may cost you. Uh, there are consequences to our choices. But but that'd be better than than to uh, live this facade of I'm a, I'm a Christian, I'm, I'm doing what's right, and I'm living in lies. And so, so to do that, uh, your wife makes a recipe and you really can't stand it. Um, honey, it's different. <laughs> you know, it's, just, you know it, it's not my favorite. I, you know, it's just not my favorite. And, and then, and then you can have a conversation about that. Okay. But, but being honest, uh, that's, that's something you have to push yourself into do. And, you know, uh, I think that's why James tells us to be quick to hear and slow to speak. Be, be, be thinking before you start speaking. Be thinking before you just ramble off some words that are really not true. And that will help you to to start developing the habit and the practice of being honest and of being what God wants us to be. Yeah, for me, the key is verse 4 of Colossians chapter 3, when Christ who is your life. If Christ is my life, then okay, I'm going to need to be accountable for my actions, right? If Christ is my life, yes, there are going to be some things that are scary and make me feel uncertain, but it cannot threaten the fact that Christ is my life. Well, How did Christ come to be my life? 
Verse 1 is where we started. If you've been raised with Christ, we put to death what is earthly in us, and we are raised with Christ. Well, what's that going to mean on an ordinary Friday? We're seeking the things that are above, where he is seated at the right hand of God. What's that going to mean for this weekend? Verse 2, our minds are set on things above, not on things that are on the earth. Why? Because, verse 3, you've died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. We're all works in progress, right? We all at times misspeak. We all at times wish we could go back and and undo perhaps the, the way that we said X, Y, or Z, but it sure does seem like this is the key. Having a mind set on things above, trusting, building life on Jesus is my life. That that word set in verse 2, set your mind on things above, it's an intention. And that's that's a footnote in New American Standard. It means to be intent. It means you've thought about this. It's like an anchor holding an old boat. It's, it's just going to hold it steady. And so you've just placed your mind on things above. And there's all these thoughts flying around. There's all these excuses, all these things. But your mind is intent. Your mind is set on things above. What is it that God would want me to say? And, you know, it it may come with consequences. I may get my lumps for these things. But you know what? Uh, I'm going to be honest. Now, I'm going to be known as an honest person. And, and, And to do that, you have to set forth that goal and that course of just being truthful all the time. Uh, I sometimes wonder if uh, we say lies in church when we sing some of our hymns, Hmm. you know, uh, oh, how I love Jesus, but then I don't think about him until next Sunday. Well, that's not much of a love, is it? Or blessed be the tie that binds us together, but I can't stand some of those people. Well, (laughs) that's kind of singing a lie, isn't it? And And so, you know, if I can't sing those songs, maybe I better not sing those songs, or maybe I better get my act together and realize Maybe it's me that's the problem here, and, and to do what God wants me to do. But this is something that God expects of us. And this Colossian passage, very similar, mirrors the Ephesian passage, Ephesians 4, and that is put off some things, put yeah. on some things, get rid of some things, and start doing some things. And one of the things we take out and put down to the curb is lying. It doesn't belong in our lives, it doesn't belong in our home, our churches, and as long as we're comfortable, keep doing it, we will never be what God wants us to be. Yeah. Roger, it's springtime. You've been doing a lot of work outside. I'm guessing having mowed and trimmed and maybe laying down a whole lot of mulch, you come in and Miss Debbie doesn't want you sitting on a white couch. Uh, no, she does not. <laughs> Miss Debbie doesn't want me sitting on anything. Okay. <laughs> First thing she does is hit the showers. <laughs> All right, so there it is. Certain things have got to be put off, and that is exactly what we are talking about. We've got one more lesson in this series, but Roger, thanks for joining me today. Thanks to all of you for listening to the Heaven Bound Podcast. We hope it has helped you exactly as we've talked about. Set your mind on things above and giving you a little more fuel for the journey. Always remember, when you're walking with Jesus, you're heaven bound, and the best is yet to come.